same page how do you feel as an audience have you gelled (laughs) see even by your response a lot of blank stares don't seem to know that you're in public (laughs) or at a show you are at a you are at a stand-up show presumably you arrived here on purpose But I have no way of knowing whether or not you were coerced, (laughs) except for your clapping right now for the comics that are backstage. They can hear you. Oh, great. Oh, great. Hey, also, I have a wonderful co-host on the show. I'm Cameron Esposito. Let's please welcome my my, my host, my Host, the old Twinkie, Rhea Butcher. Hello. Co-host is kind of nice. Co-host is kind of nice, except for um, you're also saying ho. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean it. Sure, okay. So is that okay, then? Yeah, then it's fine if you mean it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this girl. She a ho. She turned tricks. Give it up for her. Yeah. Magic trick. It's a job description more than anything. I'm sure. just calling you by your title. Yes. You know, like MSW or JD, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was trying to walk out like a Twinkie. Did you see me walking out like a Twinkie? Like a Twinkie that's... Wait, is that the how Cowboy Twinkie? Twinkie. Oh! Everybody knows the Cowboy it. Twinkie. <laughs> right, right, right. The space right there between your ankles where you ride your horse. Yeah. But then it's just a full Twinkie on top like of that. Like a Twinkie. With two little legs. On top I of I never a... thought of that before because it is a cowboy. How does that Twinkie stay on that horse? It's very hard. And it yeah. goes a lot like this. Really, t- really tough. Really tough. Pretty aerodynamic. To though. use a lasso when you keep hitting the top of your sure. sponge head. Landing on yourself a lot. Squeezing it. Cutting yourself in half. Do you guys remember Twinkies? <laughs> they don't... Ex- they were long... <laughs> Things. Hey, did you know? And then they stuck around. Yeah, they just stuck around forever. Speaking of that, in Cleveland, there was a Twinkie factory, Uh which has since been turned into like a book depot, like a fun book depot. I don't know. Why would the. Like a fun book? I don't know. It's just. It's Cleveland. Depot fun or the book fun? The book is fun. I don't know. Okay, just let me get to my point. Okay, so it's a comic book shop. (laughs) And they used to make Twinkies there, and there is a pipe in this building that has, like, the Twinkie batter in it, and it's still in there. Like, if you turn it, it just pours out. Wait, follow-up question. What? (laughs) Why would there still be batter in there? Because it doesn't go away. No, it does. They, this, it's not like they I don't just think you have researched a, this story. They can't like put. Yes, I have. I watched No Reservations with Anthony Bourdain, and I know. Oh well, Anthony. 
Anthony does know his shit. So that's like the foreign place that he visited. He's like, I'm here in Cleveland. Yes. And he was like, is there any And something here? they will eat here, the natives. Yeah. And then he just spins it. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Exactly. Like a real, uh, what's that thing? Uh, price is right. Yeah, real you price know, is right. The whole, and then you want to get a dollar. Boop, I always boop, say, boop, that's how boop, it goes. Mm-hmm. Boop, boop. Oh, God. Uh, missed it right at the yeah, end. That's what it, yep. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> you went over. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. Yep. What? Yep, that's what they say. Yeah. They're saying it, but they're but it's you know one of these tiny microphones. Yep. So long, long as two Twinkies stacked atop, <laughs> riding a horse. <laughs> Somebody went, ooh. <laughs> oh, you don't like thinking about two Twinkies? Well, shoot, girl, girl, you will not want to have sex with me. Because... <laughs> well, ain't this a pickle? Because <laughs> what I have is... Twinkies as an after quite a snack! <laughs> I thought I was going to talk about a penis. I didn't know what you were going to talk about. What if I was like, my, my penis. First of all, you guys were like, and I'm like, yep, just go with it. If I was like, it's two, but side by side. <laughs> yeah. So it's like an oval if you look at it straight on. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then, you know... Vaginas are, you gotta turn on your side. To be, it doesn't matter. This is very funny though, if you later when you think about what it's I'm It's very funny if you're us. <laughs> so, what have you been up to? Oh, you know, just being sick. Oh, you are? Yeah, you're under the weather. Yeah, I am under the weather. Too bad, because you're right in the middle of your baseball season. I am right in the middle of my yeah, baseball season. Yeah, he is a ball player on the weekends. I'm a ball player. Yeah, thank yep, you. that person likes it. Play third base for the Coco Pellies. Yeah, you guys are tough. <laughs> we are. We have Coco Pellies with a baseball bat on uh-huh. our shirt. And we wear orange socks and black pants. Isn't he the trickster? Isn't that what Coco Pellies? Yeah, I mean, sure. He like, plays a little flute and he's like, oh, I got you now! I think he's that's like, what he says. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. I've got big hair. I don't know. That guy was cool. Remember when that guy was cool? When no. he was just everywhere? <laughs> oh, you don't? No. It was like the same period of time when all white kids that were, I was in sixth grade with were like really into Jamaican flags. <laughs> we were like, right. we, we, yeah, we do be jamming, you know, like that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I think Jamaican I, me crazy, oh we would boy. say. It was probably not okay. Yeah, it's not. In terms of uh, commentary. <laughs> We had a weird weekend. Oh, we're so we're obviously hilarious co-hosts, and you know, <laughs> clearly you could see uh, also you know lesbians, uh, yes. of course. <laughs> um, and then we are engaged to one another. One another. Yeah, we're going to marry each other. To each other. Thank you. I say that because like we're going to talk about our lives, and then we do a lot of stuff together. And I like to just kind of clarify that like that's why we're always around each other. Yeah. <laughs> Because we live in the same house and sleep in the same bed. And have the same dreams. <laughs> to make one another happy. <laughs> That's not true. Our dream is to scream at each other and win. Scream at each other all the time. We screamed all day today. Yeah, we did. Who won? I don't know. I think it was a draw. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I went with uh, powerfully happy as an ending to our fight. I was just like, Okay. Yeah, I like that one too. It's a good move. It works. Yeah, I like and that you're too. Like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> that is a nice thing about being a woman. I don't know. Do men do that? Well, because women, because are men happy? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Do men know? Do men do this? And I'm just smiling. Do men do this? Is this a thing? Twink, two Twinkies on my side. What are men? Flash your Twinkies. Yeah. Show me your Twinkies. Don't show us your Twinkies. <laughs> Specifically, don't. Tooth 
Twinkies is yeah, what Yeah, these tooth Twinkies. Oh, God, if you have tooth Twinkies, you got to get to the dentist because you, you are rushed. not going to land that commercial. Real spongy. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, what was it? What were we talking about? We're talking about fighting. Oh, fighting. Yeah. yeah. We're good at fighting. We're really good at it. Because the wonderful thing about being two women is the power of hugging. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, we're just, just, we're good at screaming at each other. Yeah, we are really good. Because I don't like to, what I like about you is that I can say all of the things that I'm thinking, uh-huh. and then we can just come back from it. Because I think in past relationships, sometimes I was thinking, like, I hate your guts, I hate your guts, but what I was right. saying was, You're okay. Very, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And that led to a lot of problems, it turns yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I like about you is that I can be like, I hate your guts. Right. And then you say, I also hate your guts. Like a lot. And I'm like, oh, what a relief. You Perfect. know, like it's, because then it's not stressful. No, it's not. We just say we hate each other on yeah. a regular basis. Oh, I fucking hate you. Oh, I fucking hate Wait, you me. hate me? Great. <laughs> I thought I had the burden of hatred. Nope. We just hate each other? We're just carrying it along Well, then we together. can get through this. Yeah. yeah, and then you just have to hug. Oh, phew. Ah. Here, I've been hating you. And I was trying to cover that up with my tooth Twinkies. <laughs> but now I can just say it, and we can move past it. Yeah, hate you right now, too. Great. Well, do you want to go in the other room in our one-bedroom apartment, or do you want to stay here? <laughs> Where do you want to work this out? Because my office, I think part of the reason it's so hard to... Because I, I love dating you. You're, the yeah, mo- yeah, you're yeah. a wonderful person. No, but, I, Yeah, I think it's a floor plan-based hate that we have. Going yes, on. it is! <laughs> yeah, because we work together, and we live together, and we travel together, yeah. which is a lot. And we sleep together, and we... Yeah, it's yeah. all that stuff. We sleep together in all the ways that you can. All the ways that you can sleep together. What I mean is head to, t- head to sure, yeah. foot, toe, head... Toehead? You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, we're blonde. Sandal foot. Um, <laughs> but we just can't get away from each other because my yeah. office is at the foot of our bed. Right. Where my desk is. Yes. So sometimes I just am like, ah, I gotta get to work! You know, and I just... <laughs> hop off the end of the bed. <laughs> get out of my office! Stop farting in my office! <laughs> Is what I said to myself. Yes. Because <laughs> I could not stop farting in there. I could not stop farting. Nope. It's a fart-based hatred that we yeah, have. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we had such a funny weekend because we went to a fundraiser uh, for school. Uh, and you came with. I did. so nice of you. Yeah, because I was I, so sick. You were sick. And also, I was performing, but I was like, please come with this. Please come with me to this. I don't know. <laughs> What this is going to be like. And when you talk to me like that, I have to say yes. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> I'm like, please stop talking like that. <laughs> yes, I'll go. Well, stop that's it. what you're going to end up with. It's just me aging <laughs> my voice. <laughs> please come with me. Where are the children? You know, oh. I always say that. Oh, good God. They sound like they're in a well when I yeah, say they that, really don't do. they? Or an oven. Yeah. <laughs> Where are the children? Are they done? <laughs> Baking? Yeah. I hope their skin is peeled. You know, just like that kind of thing. Nothing on that? Nobody likes that skin peeled? Okay. We went to this fundraiser. It was for children's school, so we didn't make those jokes there. Um, (laughs) But, uh, God, I forgot. Like, I I got psyched out before I got on stage. Because we showed up like this. (laughs) And everybody there was... See, the thing about... I'm from Chicago. You're from... Ohio. Akron, Ohio. And yes. the, the... Whoa. Cool, yeah. Rubber, oh, hey! Rubber it's been so long! <laughs> Do you, yeah? No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, great to meet you. You know, nothing. No. You're a... We don't know you. Uh, we were at this fundraiser, and the moms yeah. there are... See, moms in Chicago or Ohio, it's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. You're 50. You made it. You know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> you got through it. Toughest job in the world. You know, like that kind of thing. Thank you for your service. These moms, <laughs> these moms, I was like, who had your children? Like physically, who delivered your children? I was terrified of their Because you arms. look better than Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2 yeah. in terms of your arm tonage. Yes. How many Pilates? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, which of the plots? I went into the women's restroom and they were talking about real estate. Yeah, terrifying. And like where to invest. Yeah, where to And the real estate like, on their face. We should just buy it and then we'll Inject rent it here, out. buy there. They yeah. said, yeah, it was terrifying. intense. Giving Botox to their pools. <laughs> I got up on stage and somebody yelled, <laughs> this is the worst. It was the best part. This is the worst. I was so psyched out because like, I'm pretty comfortable with myself. I'm very comfortable with you. I think we're cool. But like these, it was like all like bald dudes and like they were punching way above their weight. You know, like that kind of just like, oh, so you're very rich. And then, okay, I understand what's going on here. You know, like that kind of thing. I was just psyched out and I got up on stage and the, the, somebody yelled at me, we're very open-minded. <laughs> oh, fuck you. somebody going like we're very scared of this situation right right now right (laughs) what is that (laughs) and they're talking about me what is that my circle of my finger (laughs) look at the outline of this twinkie what's in there what is that we're very open-minded we're straight but not narrow (laughs) that is so intense (laughs) shit well, yeah, that I, is that is actually that's what that means. Yes, that's when you walk on a stage like this, and then somebody yells, "We're very open-minded." That's just them saying, "Just so you know, everyone in here is straight." <laughs> <laughs> All of us. <laughs> we had that time in college, but pretty straight from then on. <laughs> it was just for him, you know, like they're they're. Uh, you know, very early Katy Perry Twinkies. Yeah, yeah. two Twinkies rubbing in the wind. <laughs> We're very open-minded. Oh, that is the, that is soul-crushing to hear that. It really is because, like, I don't. What that is so offensive. Like that they're like that that you're. Oh my God! Just the. That I, as a person, could live my existence just being like, (gasps) (sighs) (laughs) are you okay with this? Are you these strangers? It's like wearing a blanket. Okay with this? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Are you alright with this? Is this okay? Stop being this. If this is not okay with you, what do I need to change? Room of strangers that I'm here to perform at a benefit for, for your children that I cannot biologically have, but still care about. What do I need to do? Yeah, for you. It's like how could I make you feel more comfortable? It's like LGBT people are the flight attendants of the world. Wait, no, walk me through that. I want to know what you're talking about. Because we're just making everyone comfortable. Oh, peanuts? Do you want anything? Peanuts? Bloody Mary? Actually, there's a peanutology. We're going to collect all the peanuts. Pretzels. We're giving out pretzels. (laughs) Don't eat the peanuts. We had that happen on a plane recently. They passed out all the peanuts, and then one of the flight attendants went on the thing and was like, literally people were just like tossing peanuts in the air. And then the flight attendant was like, there's a peanut allergy, and so just give back your peanuts. And then everybody was like, oh, shit. But everybody, Ah, ah, give me the peanut. ah, Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Disgusting. I gave myself a tracheotomy right there. (laughs) (laughs) Free peanut butter. (laughs) Oh, that is so great. Oh, yeah, because it made you me were... think of two girls, one cup, and oh, I've never no. even seen it. Oh, my God. I've never even seen it. I just know the plot. <laughs> the plot? Yeah, oh, come on. That is very great. That's how you avoid any images. You just look up two girls, one cup synopsis. Ooh. <laughs> it takes you right to the, to the wiki cup. Oh. Ooh. Two friends are sharing a liquefied no. Twinkie. <laughs> Spoilers follow. <laughs> yeah, that was spoiled. <laughs> Did anybody ever figure out what was going on with that? No, and they don't. We don't need to find out. I'm curious. Still to this Why? day. Why? 
actually I want to know how bad it is for women in the world like that's actually why I want to know like actually how bad it is for us like if it's if it's like eating our own shit bad I think it is (laughs) I feel like it probably is actually eating each other's shit right like that's what it is to be a woman is this enough you know like that what do I need to do Yep. <laughs> We're very open-minded. <laughs> you should have done this there. You should have done your two girls, one cup material. Well, that's probably the last time they were on the internet, so probably relevant. Oh, slam, burn! I got them. I didn't get them. They actually win. They are straight and rich. Straight yeah, and they rich. are. They're straight, straight and rich. rich. What else? Like literally, what else? That's it. You yeah. did it. You did it. Good job, guys. You win. That's what I should have said. I should have said, uh, please, on your way out, if you could write the checks that you've already, if you could sign those over to us, <laughs> we need to physically buy a child <laughs> to enroll at your school. <laughs> Thank you so much and good night. We should have said that. <laughs> yeah. They would have right. loved it. Yeah, they seemed really open minded. Yep. Yeah, open. <laughs> yep. Guys, that's Rio Butcher right there. Thanks, you guys. Hey, we are going to keep this show rolling. Friend of ours coming on, coming on the stick. No, he's not going to come. That's not what's going to happen. He's going to walk out onto the stage and then do jokes. Is what he is here to do. <laughs> A pal of ours from Denver, um, but he lives in Los Angeles right now. We love it when he comes by the show. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Andrew Orbital. Guys, give it up for Andrew! How about a round of applause for Cameron and Rhea? Yes. Sweet. I have, a, uh, I have a five-year-old daughter who recently lost her first tooth. And I don't remember, like how my parents ever explained the tooth fairy to me, but how is that still a fucking tradition? Holy shit. There is no non-creepy way to describe the idea of the tooth fairy to a five-year-old girl. (laughs) Doesn't matter if the doors are locked. Doesn't matter if the windows are closed. She finds a way in. She has to have children's teeth. Can't be seen. Can't be heard. Can't be photographed. Can't be trapped. She has a singular purpose in life, harvesting children's discarded teeth. I have no idea why she needs them, but she's an unstoppable force to retrieve them. Here's the angle that I took. I was like, you know how Santa Claus gets in our house even though we don't have a chimney? Jimmy's open a window and like climbs in. She's like, yeah. (laughs) Well, instead of leaving presents... The Tooth Fairy is taking your old teeth. Like the most eccentric serial killer ever. Good night, click. And then as I'm leaving a room in the darkness, I just hear this tiny voice peep out. Is the Tooth Fairy actually nice, Dad? I was like, honestly, I don't know. After what I just described, I'm not sure. The worst part is, I'm the fucking Tooth Fairy. It's me. At any moment, I could just call bullshit on this story. Like, it's like, you know what? I'm making this up. It's actually me. I want to buy your tooth from you. I'll give you five bucks for your tooth. It's your old tooth. You think it's gross, right? I'm going to put it in an old cigar box for who the fuck knows why. Like, at what point am I going to pull this back out? For some reason, I want to hang on to this old tooth. I'll give you five bucks. That's an excellent, excellent price for a used tooth. They're free at bus stops everywhere. I'm offering you five dollars. But instead, I'm just hard-selling her this creepy idea. No, it's a fairy that loves teeth. (laughs) Very disturbing. I went to uh, Portland, Oregon recently. I think probably most people in this room have seen the sketch comedy show Portlandia. Then you go to the actual Portland. It's beyond the sketch comedy show. The sketch comedy show is like a restrained version of the crazy shit you see in Portland. I went by a mattress store that said... We deliver by bicycle. That was the sign on the window. I've never wanted to impulse buy a mattress more in my life just to watch it deliver. 
Because that's genius marketing. I mean, let's be honest. You can buy a mattress from anywhere, but everybody likes to watch someone get hurt. That's just like... That's an important part. I used to be a bike messenger. I've delivered some crazy shit in my time. I cannot fathom how you deliver a mattress. My only guess is the mattress has all of those handles on them, and then they just drag it behind a bike. They just drag it to you. And it just gets, like, ground down to, like, a big wedge, like a giant doorstop. I'm like, here's your mattress. Yeah, how the fuck did you think we were going to deliver it? We said my bicycle. What did, you, what did you fucking think I was going to put on my shoulder? Fuck you. It's the only way that could happen. Whenever I go to Portland, all my friends, I should specify all my guy friends, uh, inevitably they're like, dude, you want to go to a strip club? Dude, fuck it. Strip club, dude? Dude, they're different here. Strip club? Dude. Dude, it's 4 a.m. Strip club? Dude, you want to go to a fucking strip club? And every time I'm like, no, I don't want to go to a fucking strip club. Because I'm a grown-up who's seen a naked body before. No thanks. I'm not interested. Uh, so I happened to be uh, in, in my hotel. It was like 10 a.m. And I was going to get some breakfast. And I ran into a, a posse of my dipshit friends as they were leaving the hotel. And they are like, hey, dude, we're going to go to strip club. You want to come? Again, 10 a.m. Just so we're all on the same page with the clock of this story. <laughs> I'm going to go to strip club. So, uh, Sassy's, you want to come? I think it's called Sassy's. If I'm impugning the name of a reputable Sassy's, I apologize. <laughs> if it wasn't Sassy's, it was like Attitudes or something. Like, strutting it. So I was like, no, I don't want to go to strip club. I'm going to go get breakfast. And they're like, oh, well, you can get breakfast at this place. <laughs> I'm like, actually, I was thinking I'd go to a place that like specialized in breakfast. <laughs> Not a place that, like, specializes in nude women and also happens to serve breakfast. And they're like, come on, dude. Come on, it's different. It's not like, it's not like a regular strip club. It's different. And then this woman who's just hanging out in the hotel lobby, up to this point apparently eavesdropping on our fucking conversation, she turns to me and she goes, it's fine. It's cool. I don't know her. My friends don't know her. Just out of nowhere. It's fine. It's cool. So now I'm trapped between my dipshit friend's peer pressure and the endorsement of a strange woman. It's like the hotel... I, I wouldn't have been surprised if the hotel clerk was like, just go, you fucking pussy. Like, it's fucking the worst. So for no reason, I changed my opinion. I'm like, all right, I'll go. Like, like I don't want to go, but I'm like, okay, I'll go get breakfast in a strip club. So we go to Sassy's. Uh, spoiler alert, it's exactly like a regular strip club. It's 100% just like a regular strip club. It's a dimly lit room full of shambling naked women, and every service looks like your cell phone screen after a 45-minute conversation. It's fucking disgusting. It's so gross. Like, if you tell me, it's not like a regular strip club, I'm expecting, like, a fun twist. Like, the women start in, like, a JCPenney pantsuit and then strip down. Something, like, fun, fun and creative. Nothing. There's none of that. So I ordered my uh, breakfast sandwich. <laughs> if I could review that breakfast real quick, I'd give it two out of 800 stars. It was so disgusting. It would have been a gross breakfast like in a Denny's. If I'd been eating in a Denny's, I'd be like, kick your gang up, Denny's. This is fucking gross. In this environment, it's like eating it in a toilet. It's, ugh. I'm eating the breakfast sandwich, drinking my coffee. The worst part about it, I'm like sitting away from the dancing action over in my breakfast nook, I guess you could call it. I just have this table. I just feel like the world's shittiest king. Like that's the level of debauchery. Like, bring me another microwaved egg disc and another mug of room temperature coffee and more bleary-eyed morning nudes. It's fucking disgusting. I'm sitting there, I'm eating it, I'm hating it. Um, I'm watching, uh, it's about 11 a.m. on a Monday, not the pro shift for dancing. Watching this woman dance for one dude. He's at the edge of the stage, like, watching her. Yeah. Afterwards, as a quick aside, every dude who sits stateside at a strip club watches the women like this. They don't even know they're doing it. Like, up and through their eyebrows, like a fucking murderer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying it every time. It's so fucking creepy. Yeah, pleasant. It's so disturbing. Guys, just lean back, smile. At least look like you're having a good time. It's so unsettling. So I'm watching that, and I'm thinking that, like, God, I hope 
This guy like, doesn't follow her to her car after this. He's so creepy. So she wants to do this move. I'm going to do it for you. This is the guy. This is the guy. I'll be the stripper. So she wants to do this. This is the edge of the stage right here. The stage ends. He's sitting down on a chair. Okay, so I'm her. So she wants to do this. Yeah, she gets down. And then she wants to go like this, like thighs at the side of his head, like, yeah, get a look at the goods. Like, I just spit on my own face. Yeah, that's what she wants to do. And she does that, but then she doesn't have, like, the core strength to hold it. So she loses it, and she falls puss first into his face and knocks them both off the stool. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't know how low my jaw can physically drop. Like, if I can unhinge it like a boa constrictor eating an egg or something. That's how low it is. Like, what is happening? And so the dude gets up first. I would describe him as stricken. That's how I would describe him. He's like, what the fuck just happened? Because anyone who's ever been in a strip club knows rule number one, don't touch the strippers. They hammer it in your head. Don't touch the fucking strippers. Never in that conversation, never do they warn you, the strippers could go Jenny's to eye socket on you. That could happen. They could just reverse touch you uh, suddenly. So then the stripper gets up, hair askew, and I'm the first person she sees. Like, due to the geography of the, of the restaurant, I'm the first person she could see back across the room in my little breakfast nook thing. Like, what am I seeing? And she's also like, what just happened? And then out of nowhere, inexplicably, I've never done this before. I'll probably never do it, <laughs> do it ever again. I give her this weird Garfield comics, Monday shrug. Like, what? I think we've all been here before. And then she got back up on stage and finished dancing. Thanks, everybody. I went to a strip club once. <sighs> that was terrifying. It was basically every dream and nightmare at once for me. I went when I was in Portland. And other people have said this, but I'm going to say it again. I didn't know she was going to be completely naked. I thought she was going to have some sort of a pasty thing going on or a post-it note. <laughs> No, full, fully naked. Fully, I wasn't ready for everything to be showing up in that situation. And uh, it was a bunch of comics that went to the strip club. And our friend, Cameron, was there. She can regale you with her side of the story later if she so chooses. He put a $20 bill on the rail in front of us. And so she jumped over the rail, legs first, and landed in my lap. And I immediately, like, grabbed her legs to make sure she was okay and then immediately realized, I'm touching her! And then... I was so ashamed. I bathed in, I don't know, in sadness for... Well, till now, pretty much. I've been... Just every time I do something wrong, like if I cut somebody off or I accidentally give the wrong person the finger, I just immediately like, God, why'd you touch that stripper? <laughs> it's just one of those things that I'll be kicking myself for for the rest of my life. Just like, oh, shit, I lost that job. Why did I touch that stripper? <laughs> well, son, I shouldn't have touched that stripper. <laughs> Are you guys ready to keep the show rolling? Because I sure am. Awesome. It's such a great show. Um, and this next comic is so funny. She writes for Vice. She's hilarious on Twitter. And she's been on Telemundo twice. Please give it up for Allison Stevenson, you guys. Oh, boy. That, that Telemundo thing is a joke. I mean, I really was on Telemundo twice. But I don't consider that a real credit. Just so you know, if you're judging me based off of she thinks being on Telemundo is a big deal. I've been on Telemundo, I ate a burrito the first time I was on Telemundo. They just filmed me eating a burrito. And then the second time I was speed dating on the LA Metro. And they asked me how it was, and all I said was, no bueno, that's all I said. 
So those are my TV credits. <laughs> Let's get into it, huh? Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, hey, um, I'm not feeling too good. <laughs> Things aren't going so well for me. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I uh, I got rejected <laughs> pretty recently. Uh, thank you. Um, I don't know. I thought I was dating this guy. I was. I was pretty sure we were dating. I was like, yeah, we're dating. Uh, and I, uh, I sent him a picture of my ass, my beautiful bare ass, sent him a pic, and uh, he responded, he said, don't do that. <laughs> to my ass. Don't do that. Who says that? To an ass. Not to me, it was to my ass. You know, like me, I can take it. But my ass? Like, I guess we're not dating. I guess that's, that's what that means. <laughs> Don't do that. How fucking... <laughs> it's fine, you guys. I... I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I'm pretty used to being rejected, you know? Trying to stay humble, but <laughs> men do not want to commit to me, huh? Oh boy, let's talk about it. <laughs> I uh, I think my favorite rejection that I've ever gotten. Uh, yeah, I can have favorites. Uh, <laughs> this guy, we just hooked up, and literally like. The minute he left, like, as soon as that door closed, I got this text from him. I don't know. It must have been saved in drafts or something. <laughs> but, like, he literally sent me this, this hot text that was just like, Hey, had a really great time. Think you're really cool. But just want to say, not looking to get into a relation. With you? Don't feel that way about you? Sorry to get your hopes up. Yeah, I know. I read that and I was just like, damn, what an ego. What an ego on this guy, you know? And I was like, I can't. Usually I'd ignore something like that, but this was this was too much. So I decided to text him back. I wanted to kind of get back at him. So I texted him back and I was like, "No!" All capital letters. I put like 20 sad faces. It's like, how could you do this to me? Are you kidding me? Where else am I going to meet a 34-year-old barista who can't make me come? Oh, where else am I going to find that god of a man? Said all of that. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> Went to 7-Eleven, got a celebratory taquito. <laughs> and then what happens? Mid-bite of said steak and jack cheese taquito. I know I didn't say that, but it was a steak and jack cheese taquito. Mid-bite, I get a response. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> I, ah, patriarchy still wins. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. I, uh, I'm kind of, kind of sick of men right now. Is that okay? <laughs> Uh, I'm a little sick of men right now. I'm a little sick of it. A little sick of you guys. You make me real sick. 
I don't know. I just so like so many dudes make me feel like I'm crazy. Like I'm this fucking insane woman because I text them. That's all I do. Oh, two days in a row. Sorry. Sorry I'm so fucking nuts. I text you two days in a row. This happens to me so often. I'm starting to think like, wait a minute. Like, I can't be the crazy one. I can't be the crazy one. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, think about it. Who's crazier in this scenario? Is it me texting two days in a row? Fine. You can have it. Or is it you, men, uh, (laughs) reacting and just being all like, oh, you asked me what's up yesterday. Uh, why you gotta know what's up again today, huh? What are you trying to do here? You trying to get married? Is that what you're trying to fucking do? Trying to tie me down? Lock me in a cage? Keep me for yourself? You psycho fucking crazy I'll admit it but hey at least I can admit it you know all right I'm done that's all I have to do thank you guys guys let's do it for Allison Stevenson one more time that was great that was very very good she's very very good I was thinking about I mean, it's unrelated. I was thinking about the last time I got in trouble for not responding to texts. You know, where, like, somebody called me. And it wasn't that sort of a... I, I had this friend, and at, and at one point, she told me that she had feelings for me. And we were on the beach when this happened, which could have been totally cool and romantic... Um, except that I uh, did not have feelings for her. And while she was telling me this, her left breast (laughs) was out of her bikini. (laughs) Which is tough. Because she did not know that. (laughs) And she was already in the position to be divulging this, like, kind of serious thing to a friend. (laughs) Like, that moment, you know, where we've all had... I've been in that position. I remember what that feels like. And she picked the beach, you know, just to be like, well, I mean, you know, I'm giving it my best shot. If it goes well, great. You know, we can make things happen right here on the sand. If it goes badly, at least there's nice things to look at. But she didn't realize the extra things thing that I... And you have to tell her because you can't say no if she's going at some point I think she just was I mean first of all the level of nervous that you would have to be to not realize because it was not nipple it was it had fallen all the way out of the bottom I know. I know. I know. I know. I just tear my shirt off and then both of my anyway, um Her bra was up. They jumped out. 
in commiseration with it. It was tough. Because I had to be like, um, I had to cover my eyes while I told her the answer to, you know, just to, because, you know, and it worked because it was like, oh, I'm not, you know, but then also I was like, and also. (laughs) But then we were, you know, we were friends. So after that, she, the, the friendship was never the same. And I think for several reasons, I knew what one of her breasts looked like at its most vulnerable moment. <laughs> like, I know what a couple of, you know, like we, I think some, you know, women, we change in front of, I'm not that, you know, but it just, it's tough in that, you know, to know a breast in that moment. <laughs> Go back to friends, but she tried to still communicate, she tried to keep the relationship going by, um, she would text me funny cat pictures. And then I just didn't, and then I was just at a loss. Because the thing is, like, the first three or four funny cat pictures, you can be like, what a funny cat! You know, like, you can really... You know? I guess it's Catterday! You know what I mean? Like, you can kind of... But then when that becomes your relationship, oh shit, we were friends, the bre- you know, the breast, and then now it's eight to ten cat texts in. I'm out of puns. I don't know how to affirm this anymore. I just stopped responding, and, and she called me. And was like, you never respond to my text and I was like technically they're not texts you're it's a private Instagram account that I have not even subscribed to (laughs) we're not really that we don't really talk anymore I think it's okay she seems to be doing great it was just a rough, you know, it was a rough exit for both her and the breast. I'm thinking about it right now. I wish I wasn't. But I still remember its shape. So that's why I cannot look at your cat texts. All your cats are boobs to me! (laughs) Okay, great. Let's keep the show rolling, yes? Hey, this next gal. uh, Oh, man. I love her. And she just had had an, an overwhelmingly great day. Told me before the show. Came into a... A, a solid gross, which is 144 uh, fake vampire teeth today. So, I think we're meeting her on the greatest day of her life. <laughs> Please welcome the stage, Miss Virginia Jones, guys. That's right. Right now, I own more plastic vampire teeth than you fuckers have ever seen. <laughs> My name's Virginia Jones. I'm a woman. I know the last couple of people have also been women, and I know that can be confusing. (laughs) And then what happens? We talk about our cats and periods, and what else is there? (laughs) If it helps, I'm the tall one. who has a lot of vampire teeth. I also have a tattoo, if that helps. This is my first tattoo. I just got it this year. It's an octopus. If you're cute, you can touch it. Uh, If you're not cute, you know that. And, you know, and my kind of cute, like someone who looks like Edward Scissorhands but had a bath, like something like that. It made my mom super upset. I'm the first kid to get a tattoo. And she was like, oh, 
if you'd been born with it, we would have cried and had a doctor cut it off. (laughs) And that's fair, right? But like, can you imagine how fucking cool that baby would have been just like sliding out? with a wicked cool octopus tattoo and I told her about it beforehand because like we have a good relationship and she was like does it have to be on your arm why can't you put it on your panty area so I never have to see it (laughs) now mom don't say panty area to me Uh, and you're never gonna see it really how do you know can you see the future how do you know we're not gonna wind up being Mormon sister wives somewhere (laughs) I could be in a horrible bus accident. Every part of my body immolated except for my panty area. And you would have to identify the body because you're my mother and it's your fucking job. If you're wondering who I am, I am the person who watched an elderly man sleep on a couch at LACMA for three minutes because I wasn't sure he wasn't art. was fucking perfect. He had blue blockers and a, a hat that said veteran. And like, I was just like, huh. And he woke up and he was super creeped out by me. And the photographs I was taking. Springtime, it's almost summer. Uh, I'm from Portland. Uh, you've been hearing a lot of mockery about our strip clubs. Um... There's two more things in Portland besides strip clubs, but I forget what they are. Um, I'm from Portland, and, like, springtime in Portland is so important. It's so different. Like, springtime is when you leave your house, and you're like, oh, my God, I made it. (laughs) I made it another winter. Uh, I'm not going to have to cut myself to see color, right? (laughs) And then in Los Angeles, it's just more casual. It's just like, oh... (laughs) my organic coconut oil liquefied um it's spring i live in silver lake because that is what was required and um i saw a lost pet sign for a dog named yeezus If you named your dog Jesus, you do not deserve to get it back. Because you do not love that animal. That animal is just another vehicle for your bullshit hipster tastes. Look how cool I am, Jesus. I want to talk about Caitlyn Jenner real quick. Uh, people have a lot of questions about Caitlyn. Why did she start her transition so late? Uh, I think she's a fucking genius because she is retirement age and she does not have to worry about wage equity. (laughs) No one is ever going to pay her less. Genius. I uh, work on a couple apps. You guys are all in your 20s. You've never had any jobs that don't involve social media. (laughs) And let's face it, you haven't had any jobs. Um, I'm working on a couple apps. That's going to be my real bread and butter. The first one, super good. It basically, uh, it's called You Mad. And uh, you point it at any person or uh, text or Tumblr or It'll tell you whether the person is really mad or whether they're just fucking with you for some reason. Because I can't always 100% tell. And I can't always tell the other way either. Like, sometimes I'm having a long conversation with someone with whom I think we are having a fantastic time, but they're really mad. (laughs) And the other app, this is going to be the real moneymaker, you guys. The other app is just called who dat bitch <laughs> and what you do is you point it at any bitch 
Like, we have the technology. Facebook has face recognition software. We can, like, it tries to tag your sister every time you're with your sister. Facebook knows who that bitch is. And the other thing, it'll tell you how long they've been friends on Facebook. All right. <laughs> the last thing I want to tell you guys is... Um, if your girlfriend says yes to anal, don't tell people. Like, that's private. That's a private thing. And it doesn't mean your love is special. It means your dick is small. Thank you. right on rolling this next gal we are so happy that she dropped in tonight she is what a hero in the in the comedy world she's got a new show coming out on comedy central it is called another period and she's gonna be taping a special two days from now so you guys are gonna be a great audience for her right warm her up let her test her material let's hear right now for natasha Legero, guys give it up for natasha First of all, that was a great set. Thank you. We're going to go make a special happen in like two days, right? You're recording That's something? right. Is that going to be honest? Those jokes that I just heard? I mean, can you imagine someone prepping for a special but working on the next special? Like two like, days before the special you and you're like, like, this is just fucking extra stuff. Around. Yeah, but see, like that. Just chilling. I believe that about you. That No, I'm not like that. I think like you that. should feel very good going into the special that I believe you just have like extra burner material. <laughs> No, as soon as I record this special, I'm never doing stand-up again. Oh, yeah? I mean, that's my plan. The exit strategy? As of today. Well, great. I mean, we're going to miss you. It's sad, but... I'm only going to do Flapper's Burbank. (laughs) (laughs) The the greatest... It's a legendary... You signed the wall, right? That's the one where you... Yeah. Um, I signed the contract. Actually, I do have a seven-year contract with Flappers. Oh, and it's exclusive? And it's a perpetual contract, so each seven years... That sucks. (laughs) It's unfortunate. So I am uh, retiring except for that. Wow. I mean, I can't wait to go see you there and have some of their delicious snacks. Do you go see a lot of comedy shows? (laughs) Yeah. I'm always like... Whenever I get off stage, that's why I always leave shows. Like, I'm like, can you put me up early so I can leave and go watch right. show at Flappers or whatever. But you have another period coming out. Well, it's Ricky. a show called Another Period. Right, you have another period coming out. I can see it physically right now with my eyes. No. You have a show called Another Period coming out yes, on that's Comedy true. Central. And it's called that not because of our periods, but because it takes place in 1902. And also where periods were a real drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did they They put do? silver cups up their pussies, I think. Wow. But we don't really address that in the show. Next season. <laughs> when does it debut? It debuts uh, June 23rd after Amy Schumer on Comedy Central. I can't wait to watch it. It's like if the Kardashians moved into Downton Abbey. So it's like a fake reality show that takes place in 1902. Well, I am going to definitely see it because I love your work and I love Ricky's work. And thank you so much for coming by. Thanks for having me. Natasha Legero, you guys, let her hear it. Jesus Christ. Show another period this summer. I think it's going to be amazing. Obviously, because she's hilarious. Um, you guys, we have one last comic. Do you have it in your heart? Yeah. Whoa, no! <laughs> what, what is wrong with you guys? Get with the program that you are watching right now. Um, this next comic has two, count them, two comedy records. Uh, the first one's called Unbearable. His newest album is called Bearable. It's out on a special thing, Records. You should check that out. You guys give it up for Hampton Yount. <laughs> you guys are, she was like, hey, you guys want more? You're like, not really. <laughs> no, that was about enough. That was just the right amount. Actually, any more would be ridiculous. And now for Hampton Yount! <laughs> and then I go, hey, everybody! this about humans I feel like comedy just is high functioning autism <laughs> you ever observe this this nuanced detail about society and write about it for hours until you feel like you've cracked it 
Who has that? Who's having that? Who's having a big bowl of that? Uh, my name is Hampton Yunt. It's the dumbest name I've ever heard. And it's my own name. That's dawned on me recently that my own name is the dumbest name I've ever heard. Every time I hear it, I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> There's no way! I, I'm named Hampton, and I look this white. That's insane. What if everybody in the Hamptons does look like me? That'd be fucking awesome, like Stepford Wives or some shit. <laughs> it's not the whitest name. Like, I sometimes I feel like it's the... My full name is Hampton Parker Yunt. That's the full whiteness. The whitest name is Mitt Romney, without a doubt. You hear Mitt? Like, Mitt, come on in, Mitt! You know that's a white kid running up over the hill. Hey, mama! And then Hampton Parker Young, that's number two. I'll take that hit. Then Benedict Cumberbatch. And those are the three absolute. And you know what? We hang out as a group, the three of us. And we do fun shit. White guy stuff. You know, pollute lakes, steal land. You know, fun. Fun shit. <laughs> this is always the uncomfortable part of the set. For white people, they're like, ah, oh, our culture sucks. It's just murder. <laughs> it's just murder and stealing. <laughs> you know, like, it really dawned on me recently because, like, right, like, white people invented, like, the idea of museums, like, natural history museums, and that's, like, the most, like, insane thing ever. Like, the British Natural History Museum, it's just like, here's all the shit we've stolen for forever. Oh, yeah, that's your... That'd be like if a fucking robber, like, robbed everybody in the neighborhood. He's like, come check out my museum and my apartment. Here's your TV. Here's your wife's pussy. It took that. It took everything. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you not like the museum? You're uncultured to look at all the robbed possessions. All right, I don't know. Hey, how's it going? Less energy over here, but <laughs> we'll figure it out. I just got married recently. Thank you. Because uh, I just had a kid. Nothing for that. Nothing. <laughs> and, uh,. I just got back from touring in Iraq. Yeah. And my baby just got married. Yeah. That's pretty important. Big moment in my baby's life. And my wife uh, just got back from Iraq. <laughs> ISIS took my wife for many months. I'm not married. I can't wait to get my divorce, though. I, no one's marrying me. I don't have a kid. Grow up. Jesus fucking Christ. You should have been worried. Oh, Jesus. No, no. Uh, I can't wait to get my divorce, though. That's going to be great, right? Like, all my friends have gotten a divorce by 30. Like, they've gotten it. They've gotten married, gotten the divorce, gotten it out of the way. I haven't even gotten married yet to get the divorce I'm 100% going to get. Like, it's oh, definitely going to happen. This is the best time ever to get a divorce. Like, I'm jealous. This is a great time. Our grandparents' generation, nobody got divorced, right? Like, you were buried next to the person you married. Like, see in the ground, motherfucker! Those were your wedding vows. Just look someone in the eye and like, I'll bury you! You and me! And then my parents' generation, people started to get divorces, but it would, like, break your psyche, right? Like, it would be your personal Vietnam when people bring it up. You're like, the divorce? The divorce? Linda! Little trigger is such you off. Don't mention New Mexico around him. He flips out. The divorce! And then there's people, my generation, right? And they're like, oh, that's my ex-wife. We get dinner every other Tuesday. Like, it's not a big deal at all. But then you try and explain that to, like, my grandparents' generation that it cannot be a big deal that two people would be divorced and still hang out or something. Like, they're like, oh, they're just going to get a divorce, huh? They're just going to throw in the towel. How could they do that? How do you do that? How do you go about doing that? Is it just a, a form that I fill out? And then I get half of his shit? Are you kidding me? Like, I feel like they're just jealous they didn't think of it first. Like, that's all old people's indignation. It's like, oh, I could have walked away from the burning car and been happy. 
I stuck it out. No, they have like this weird like morality thing where they're like, oh, they're going to get a divorce, huh? Hey, let me tell you something. I found out your grandfather was cheating on me many years ago. I just stopped talking to him for eight years. One night, he burned my hand on the stove. I took up crocheting. You get through these things. <laughs> with Jesus and with time. People want to, like, you know, protect the kids' feelings. I feel like there's a shame attached to getting a divorce, right? Like, because they feel like they fucked up for the kids that are in the relationship. So every parent goes way overboard to protect the kids' feelings, where they're like, hey, buddy, just want you to know this is not your fault. This divorce, none of this is not your fault. Which the kid knows until the parent brings up the idea that it could be the kid's fault. The kid's like, did I cause this shit? The kid knows it's not his fault. Like, he's not running around behind parents' backs, like, filing divorce papers and calling up lawyers. Like, honey, did you see this? We're divorced. Kevin, did you divorce your mother and me? Did you divorce us? That is it. You are grounded. I blame him for the divorce. <laughs> I want the one time, actually, this would be funny. I want the one time the parent does just blame the kid for the divorce. Just carte blanche. Like, how funny would that be? Where the kid's like, why are you two getting a divorce? Well, you've been falling off your bike a lot. Not trying to point fingers. But when you do that, it kind of makes your mom want to fuck other men. So why don't you knock it off? She fucked a brunch, you guys. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I've realized as I get older uh, that my politics are getting just weirder. And there may be more direct. Like, I understand. Like, this is my philosophy now. I can't understand anybody who would own a gun. Not for any political reason. I can't understand anybody who doesn't occasionally want to kill themselves. Like, never, 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 ever. Oh, somebody must love themselves. Oh, but I just never want to, never want to kill themselves. Like, you don't just have once a week where you break down. You're like, I can't fucking do it. Like, that's just life. Just once a week, you break down. You're like, I can't do it. That's why I don't have a gun. <laughs> it's not for any, like, Republican, Democrat reason. It dawned on me like an optimist can own a gun. That's who it takes to own guns in America. It takes an optimist to be like, you know what? I'll get another job. <laughs> the fuck am I thinking? You know what would cheer me up? Buying another gun. Just makes him happy. You guys have been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Guys, Hampton, yeah, one more time for Hampton. Hampton, yes. Hey, this has been a great show, right? It's been a great show. It's a great show. A great show. Keep it going for everybody you saw tonight. Yes. Guys, we are here every Tuesday night. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rio Butcher. Thank you so much for coming out. Have a Thank great you guys. rest of your week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.